Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Carol Perlman, a psychologist, health coach, and married mom of two boys. I went from a frazzled mompreneur who hits snooze until the last possible moment to a vibrant business owner who jumps out of bed at 5 a.m. excited about my day. I once felt completely overwhelmed by my endless task list, but have learned how to work smarter, not harder, by studying health habits, mindset, and time management. I love to teach others how to implement top recommendations for health, happiness, and success. Yes, busy moms can learn how to stop picking at your kids' leftover food, create a daily exercise routine, and stay on top of the to-do list so you go to bed feeling fantastic about your day. Tune in each week as I share my best strategies for creating and sustaining daily habits for a healthy lifestyle and chat with other experts in the health and wellness industry. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlman. This is the Healthy Habits for Life show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm so glad that you're joining me for another episode. Today, we're doing something a little bit different, and I have with me a panel, and I'm so excited for you to hear from everyone today. And we are talking, well, I have a, I have a fancy title for this episode, and it's called A Stylist a private Facebook group, and a tale of transformation. And so that's what we're going to get into today. So I have, you may remember from last year, Beth Roy from Be Styled. Beth was on for a number of episodes telling us all of her very best style tricks and how to, well, first of all, the importance of getting dressed every day, um, head to toe, even if you're not leaving the house and even if you're on Zoom. But then she also went on to share some really fantastic tips on how to dress for your own body and your own life stage. So she's going to tell us a little bit more about her business. And then I also have with me Dr. Suzanne Coven and Amanda Brodkin, who were members of the group like myself. And we all have had private conversations about just how meaningful our experience was and really transformational. And these stories, and Beth, I'm sure, has so many more, but the stories of how this group has changed women's lives is the stories are really just so powerful. And so I wanted to bring two people on um, that I knew well, and I knew their stories well, so they could share that with all of you. So welcome, Beth, Suzanne, and Amanda. Thank you. So glad you all are here. So Beth, let's start with you and tell us a little bit of the background. Tell us how you got into this business and how you got the idea for this Facebook group, which is really the core of your style program now. All right. Well, it, it goes back. I, I don't even remember the exact year. I'm probably thinking around 2015 to 2017. I was um, doing a lot of kind of personal shopping was sort of what I was doing. I was working with friends and then they would tell their friends and I was doing a lot of one-on-one. It started out as personal shopping and that would that led to going into women's closets and and working in their closets and i was like this is this is really where it it needs to start you know going to the store you know these women would often say i just want to start all over and you know just shop 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 and you know i learned over through experience that it really needs to start in the closet it needs to start you know, from the foundation and up. And I had the opportunity to, to be in a lot of women's closets and work with a lot of women. And I was constant, I was finding that, that through this, I developed a system, sort of a framework. And I was using that same system and it was working for pretty much everyone, you know, it would be customized to their needs, but it, the framework was the same. 
So I thought, okay, how can I take this and package it and deliver it to anyone, wherever they are, to people who don't want to work one-on-one with a personal stylist, either because of the cost or the time, or just, you know, they feel awkward working with a, you know, a lot of people, that's just not their thing, but a lot of people really want the help. Um, and that's sort of how my the style system was was born. Um, it basically gives gives a list and a plan, and there's no willy nilly shopping. That's kind of my thing. Um, and and it also provides actual outfits, you know, outfit prompts um, or formulas or a jumping off point. Because I my tagline is hashtag just get dressed. And what I've believed, I was just talking about this with my mother and some friends last night that that just get dressed is, is it's powerful. I mean, I, I trademarked it. I just think it is such a powerful um, motive or, or message mm-hmm. because it transcends everything beyond the clothes. And it's, it's, it's the start of the day. It sets the tone. It's, it's a habit that I know, you know, Carol, that's what you're all about, but it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be sweat inducing. It doesn't have to make you cry. <laughs> and it does for a lot of women. And that, you know, pains me. I, I, I was a English and psychology major in college. And I always sort of regretted that I didn't go down the psychology route. And this has given me that sort of that outlet because I see how closely tied psychology and self-esteem and mindset and confidence, how tied they are to just the clothes we put on our body every day. It is and, so that, true. and then it can be, it can be, it might not always be easy. There's for a lot of people, it will never be easy. Just like for me, cooking and, and meal planning is never going to be easy, but I use tools and try and get help from people, but it can be easier. And the, the, so I developed this program that, you know, it's a $47 digital program that anyone can sign up for every season. It's new every season, but what comes with it is this Facebook group. And that was sort of like a, an add on like, Oh, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll make a little Facebook group that people can join and it'll be included in the program. And, and it was sort of a, not an afterthought, but it sort of was, it was in the earlier days of Facebook groups, Facebook groups weren't even a big deal back then. And it, that has become sort of the hallmark of the program, the real, the real magic and power behind it. And, um, you know, I've had hundreds at this, this point, there's probably been a th- maybe over a thousand women who have done it in, in one point or another, you know, some, some, I have a lot of frequent flyers. I have some women who've been doing it with me from the beginning and they do it every season because they enjoy it and it's fun and they, they really get something they get, they get like a sisterhood out of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, what, what I think is interesting when you have all these women together, I mean, what blows my mind is I have never once in all these years had like a problem child, you know, and how, how unusual is that? And hundreds of women all getting together and I've never had to say to somebody, all right, you got to knock it off. You got to be not, there's never been a mean girl. There's never been a problem child. And to the, in fact, the exact opposite, it's like this group, like somehow, <laughs> just draws the most amazing women and very eclectic group. I mean, everyone is different and, but they're all just kind and supportive. And when you talk about the transformations, I mean, that's what you guys can talk about from my perspective. It's just, it's, it's, it almost, I mean, it's humbling and it's mind blowing and it's very, very satisfying, like beyond anything I ever thought. I mean, it took me until I was 50 to finally find a career and a job that really it gives me fulfillment that honestly, I joke, I, 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 I used to do it practically for free. Now, fortunately, I'm not doing it for free anymore. 
um, that, but I enjoy it so much that the, the, you know, it's a business, but it's, it's so fulfilling. I love it. Well, that's really the best of both worlds when the work that you do is also what you're passionate about and it's, it's impacting others and it's providing an income. It's all those intersections, you know, all those circles intersecting together. But I have to add in that, um, and I know I've heard so many people from the group say this, that the reason why the composition of the group is so amazing is you. It's because you attract all these wonderful women, like you said, eclectic, diverse from all over the place, but people see you and your promotional material. They, they get a vibe for you. And it is you who is attracting all these people. And it really has become a sisterhood, which, you know, we'll all talk about later, but um, it blows my mind too. You know, when you bring together a group of women and it could easily go in another direction, but it is pure support and kindness and feedback, you know, people are honest and will sometimes say things that you don't necessarily want to hear, but they say it with love and, and tact and kindness. And um, it's, it's just really remarkable. You just don't find that, you know, in a lot of places. Um, and, and to add to that, I think one of the reasons it works so well is because of the animity of it. You know, it's one thing to ask, a, to, to post a picture to a private group, to a group of strangers who you may not ever meet. I mean, we've met, but most people, they're never going to meet versus, you know, sending a, a selfie to your sister or your mother or your friend. And, and they're going to tell you, you know, that, that, that's a whole nother story. Whereas a, just yeah. random women, you, you really do get pretty honest feedback um, and helpful feedback. And you have nothing to lose. You know, there's nothing to lose. Yeah. So, but a lot to gain. And it's so fascinating to me that, you know, I think women have a hard time doing this, but it's like the, the other women in the group are a mirror to your self-concept. And we all walk around, we see ourselves a certain way. And we mm-hmm. just assume that that's true, that how we are seeing ourselves is the truth. And then you <laughs> literally and metaphorically stand in front of the mirror, take a picture, share it with the group. And these women reflect back what they see. And so many of, so much of the time, it is not the same that from, you know, as the way that we are seeing ourselves. And I think that is what is just so impactful for people. So true. It's, it's an opportunity to kind of correct those negative thoughts that if left unchecked, they're just going to run, exactly. run negative. Yeah. So let's get into it. Um, let's get into it. And I would love to hear maybe Suzanne, I see you. Um, I see you first on my screen. So maybe I'll have you go first. And can you tell us a little bit about how you got involved in the group and what was going on for you at the time that led you to join? And then sure. what, what's your take on what it was like and what you've, what you've gotten from the group? Sure. Well, first I have to, uh, I have to uh, amend two things Beth said. First, she is a psychologist. And <laughs> second, um, just to sort of, to riff off something you said, Carol, um, Beth radiates kindness and honesty and objectivity. And so the other women in the group mirror that in the same way that you know that there are certain people in your life that you would be sort of ashamed to, to say something mean in front of because they just they just radiate this sort of positive, kind vibe. You you just wouldn't it just wouldn't go. And and so I, I think she definitely sets that tone. Okay. That's a great way of putting it. Yes. Thank you for that amendment. <laughs> so, and she's, a, she's definitely a psychologist. Well, so, um, so where I was at in January of 2021, uh, was, you know, a little bit of a blue place. We all were, of course, 
Uh, we were just coming off the, you know, the first wave of the pandemic. There seemed to be no uh, end in sight. Uh, I'm in healthcare, um, as you are, Carol, which is, uh, you know, has been a pretty stressful, stressful and pretty sad place to be. Uh, and, you know, I, I just really had a case of the Januaries. And I was, as I told Beth, I was doom scrolling uh, and, um, you know, buying things I didn't need from Instagram ads. Um, and um, and I, I think I came upon her ad on Facebook and I saw the before and afters. Now, who doesn't love befores and afters? Everybody loves befores and afters. But I think what really struck me about these is that they were women who were, um, let's say, over 40. They weren't very young women. Uh, and they were realistic. These weren't women who, you know, had lost a ton of weight or had gotten plastic surgery or had, you know, really done much of anything other than choose clothes differently. And I just got a vibe about it that there was something about that I wanted more of. And, and so I signed up and, and I was right. But I, I want to give a little bit of backstory about um, sort of my history with clothing, because I think that um, that is what I was bringing into this experience. So to go way back, and we all could tell a story like this, uh, my grandmothers were both very sharp dressers. My mother was a very sharp dresser. And not only like when she was going out and doing something fancy, but most of us women of a you know middle-aged and older, our mothers grew up in a, in a generation where, you know, you dressed up to get on an airplane, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you know, my father wouldn't go to, you know, buy a quart of milk without a tie on. So that was kind of a different generation. But my mother, um, you know, when when she was gardening, she would wear, you know, a, a nice T-shirt that fit and she tucked it in and she wore little khaki shorts from the Gap. And it was nothing special, but there was a she was bringing a certain intention to it. Well, that wasn't me. Um, I by the time I reached January of, of 2021. Uh, I think I had three modes of dressing. One was work, suits, sharp, you know, badass. <laughs> the other was travel, which was, um, you know, a few items I really liked that went together. Why I never figured out that I was allowed to dress that way all the time I'm not sure. And then the third, which was really most of the time, was chaos. <laughs> like, oh, I don't even know what I'm wearing. You know? Uh, and that meant hanging around the house in, you know, yoga pants and mismatched socks and 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 just chaos. Uh, and then the other thing I would say is like many women who have, you know, battled their, uh, their weight over many years, which is like most women, um, 
I got the idea that if I wore things that were baggy, they were more flattering. Okay, so I joined this group, and at first I think, well, I'm just going to lurk. I'm going to be a creeper. I'm never posting a picture. That is not what I'm doing. I'm not doing that. But I started posting pictures of myself in outfits. And that was transformational for a few reasons. One is you started to see yourself. You notice how I even changed pronouns from I to you at that point. You start to see yourself in other people's eyes. And you saw things like, you know, hey, you're really not so terrible. And yeah, actually, that baggy stuff doesn't look that great on you. And um, and there was just um, it wasn't really even about the clothes. It was about I'm going to go back to that word intentionality, just get dressed. And I started getting up every day and thinking about what am I what am I going to wear today? And isn't that fun? And I'm going to put on a necklace, even if I'm just home. And it almost became a kind of, dare I say it, a kind of a a practice, you know, in the same way that how we eat can become a practice rather than some sort of chaos. You know, how we interact with people can become a practice. And um, I just found that. Um, really pleasurable. I stopped. I I only signed up for one season and then I stopped. And the only reason I stopped, well, I really stopped because I was really mad at Beth because she would not let me buy a fourth pair of suede (laughs) ankle boots. So sorry. And so I had to quit and then I bought them and she couldn't say anything. No, Uh, but they were fleece lines. So they were different. No. Um, the reason I, I stopped is because I was just spending a lot of time online uh, for other reasons, and I, it was just too much. Um, but uh, I never went back to the chaos. I never went back. And every single day, no matter what I'm doing, no matter how I'm feeling, I think, oh, what am I going to wear today? And that in itself has enormously increased my quality of life because it's just yet another way of being awake. And, you know, what more can we ask than to, uh, you know, walk through this life awake? Uh, Suzanne, I I have to add something. I have to that's, add something. That's my to that. story. Yeah, that when you ask that question, when you echo that question that you're asking yourself, what am I going to wear today? The tone behind that could be a lot of different things. And I know for many people, it's like you're pulling your hair out. Oh my God, what am I going to wear today? Because nothing fits, or you know, I'm missing the core, that one piece that's going to make this outfit work. But I'm hearing excitement in your voice of Ooh, well. What right. am I going to wear today? And right. I, that's because, because there was a lot of closet work that went on during that season. Um, uh, one thing is that there is nothing in my closet that doesn't fit. Because who needs that aggravation? Life's too short. I'm not going to live. At, the, at my age, I'm not going to live long enough 
to rotate the genes to get to the genes that don't look good on me. You know, I have a limited life expectancy. So, so, so there is nothing in my closet that doesn't fit. I have pretty much everything that I need. Um, I did the, the add on uh, through um, Beth's referral for the color consultation. And that sort of, you know, limited things uh, too. And so, so it, it's a pleasure. It really is. It really is a, a pleasure. You know, it's like opening up your refrigerator and, you know, it isn't just diet margarine and, and, you know, Ben and Jerry's ice cream, you know, you open up your refrigerator and there's healthy stuff and there's fun stuff and there's, you know, and you have like something to make a meal. I go back to something my mother used to say, which is she was famous for her sayings. And one of her sayings was, you know, you're a grown up when you get invited somewhere and you don't immediately have to run out to a store. Mm, that's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. And I and I thought, wow, I mean, it took me like over 60 years, but I think I'm finally there. <laughs> But you know what? I love your metaphor with the refrigerator because it's kind of like working with Beth is like having her meal prep for you, like perpetually meal prep. Yeah. So that instead of opening. It's a great analogy, actually. Yeah. You open your closet. You can say that because the way I just just developed my system was when my kids were little, I have, I keep this book. It's called the weekly feeder. This is long before apps and internet, even the internet. And it was a, it gave you a weekly shopping list, a ingredient list, a shopping list. And five meals, total meals drawn from that list. And I was like, it changed my life. My, fe- my family was finally being fed and, and it was wonderful. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's what I struggle with. People, women struggle with what to get, how to get dressed, what to wear, what to buy, what to have. And that's how I was like, they need a list of yeah. their, their seasonal pieces. Then they need to know where to go find them if they don't have them. They need sh- shopping recommendations. And then they need outfits drawn from that list. And that's it. It's yes. that's so chaos, cre- such a chaos, chaos creates anxiety. Yeah. And and it's true in any part of your life. And yes. Yeah. So oh, I Suzanne, we're gonna we're gonna have to run with that. I love how you made that that connection. Um well, the refrigerator and opening your closet. I yeah. love it. All right. So Amanda, what would you say? Tell us your story. What was going on um, when you first met Beth? Well, I first met Beth a long time ago. I was a member of the VIP B-Styled group for a number of years, probably five or six years, if not more. Hmm. Um, And I met Beth through a mutual friend who was writing a textbook and I was the editor and Beth was one of, B-Styled was one of our case studies um, in the book. So um, I was familiar with her, her methods and her magic and had been, like Suzanne said, a bit of a, a lurker for a while. And then last, so last January, I think, was when I decided to join the style system. I joined in the winter, and I think, I, I honestly don't remember exactly what brought me to the style system group, but I was at a point in my life where I was about to take on a new job um, going from the world of uh, freelance editing, working at home, nobody seeing me, interacting with no one to a much more public role as um, a magazine publisher in which I would be 
doing a sales job, uh, which was completely new to me. So my uniform that I have worn for probably more than 20 years of the black turtleneck, black t-shirt and jeans wasn't going to cut it anymore. Uh, so when I found the style system, I, I think maybe there was an email that Beth sent. I, I can't remember, but it just checked so many boxes for me. And I figured I'm going to give it a try. What, what do I have to lose? And I was immediately um, engaged with the community of women who were, as you described, Beth, all very different, um, different lives, different bodies, different priorities, but all of us could take the, the daily formula and come up with something different. And that was fascinating to me. Um, in a past life, I worked for a fashion and design college and I was completely intimidated by my colleagues because I've, I was used to wearing that black top and jeans. And I was suddenly working with people who were dropping names of designers and just excited about every little detail and development in the fashion industry. And that didn't, that didn't uh, resonate with me. It didn't, it didn't matter to me, honestly. So I, I always felt that fashion was something that was not important, um, didn't have a role with my life. And I came to realize through Beth's group that fashion and style are not the same thing. And that style can be personalized, it can be modified, and it can be um, owned by every one of us. Um, and each of us, I think, within the within the style system group has kind of just figured out what works for us and felt fearless in trying things that perhaps ordinarily they would not have. Last year, I bought a sweater dress. Never would have ever given that a second thought. And I thought, what the heck? What's, what's the worst that's going to happen? I don't like it. And I didn't really like it, but I was really proud of myself for at least giving it a go. Um, so my experience in the group was um, very positive, very welcoming, and really has left me with what I think of as a set of tools. So going back to what the concept of style is, I've reflected on the fact that style, I think, can be taught or learned. And I'm thinking of it in the way that I learned how to drive a car or I learned how to cook a certain dish. There are elements uh, that Beth has introduced to us, things like um, dressing for your body type that I would never have known about or thought about, but now that I'm aware of that, helps me make better choices. Um, ultimately, a lot of days when I'm working at home, I still wear the black turtleneck and the jeans. But I realized during the pandemic that on days where I washed my hair and put on some mascara, I felt much more um, interested in working. Um, I was more productive. And when the, the just get dressed message came through to me, I understood exactly what that meant and what it would mean for me in terms of being able to um, work at home alone, but be more productive and 
feel more comfortable and confident when I did end up stepping out of my door. I think probably the moment I knew that Beth was doing something special was when I put on one of the um, formula outfits and my 17-year-old daughter gave me the up and down and said, Mom, I would wear that. And I thought, okay, now I'm You're right. I'm dressing, <laughs> I'm dressing in a way that my teenager approves of and wouldn't be embarrassed to be seen with me. And so that's that's a, a strength. Um so I've taken away from the style system some favorite pieces, things that I would never have thought were necessary in my life. And now I can't imagine living without them. Things like my leopard print belt. Pulled that out today. Was really happy to spend time with it. I wore um, mine to work yesterday. Yeah. And it, it's just a game changer. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of things that I absolutely love and have been um, components are things like the um, the neutral tan booties mm. and the, um, for me, it's more about accessories. I think, um, always wearing a necklace, the, the third thing, thank you, Suzanne. Mm-hmm. And, Suzanne. um, <laughs> and, um, oh, my, my leopard print, uh, or my, uh, snakeskin flats. I love those. So I, I've, yeah. I've felt like me, but better. I'm hearing the same thing. You know, I almost want to say the same thing I said to Suzanne that I hear the joy in your voice about how you feel about your day. And I love what you said about being more productive when you feel put together, you just, um, it just changes your mood and how you feel about yourself and the work that you're doing. And, you know, it might sound trivial, Oh, a leopard belt, but it really, it really has a power in terms of how it makes you feel. One simple item can really change how you feel. And I also want to highlight what you said about style being something you can learn because not all of us were born with the instinct and some people like Beth, you just have the eye and I don't think you studied it. I think it's just who you are. I I don't know. I think I, 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 I was sort of a train wreck a lot of times growing up. No, I think I did. I did a lot of studying. It's, it's evolved. Yeah. I was never, you know, considered a stylish kid or teenager. Well, that's but, remarkable. Then maybe you're a combination. You're you're a hybrid because you definitely have an eye when you look at, you know, the things that we show you. And, um, you know, some of us like myself just weren't born with that eye. And if no one ever taught it to you, then how would you know what the heck to do? And so and it's really unusual that you would seek out the information or, or have someone in your life that can really break it all down and teach it to you. And so, you know, when I think about some of the things that both Suzanne and Amanda said, this idea that fashion, um, Amanda, you said, I think fashion wasn't something that was just interesting to you the way it was to some of these like high design friends. But for me, fashion was something that wasn't available to me, or I believed that it wasn't available to me because of my body shape or my body type. And no one ever taught me that it could be. And so I always felt like it was just something I couldn't participate in life. I couldn't get excited about getting dressed and putting on outfits because that, that just wasn't available to me. And that, you know, that couldn't be further from the truth now, but I never in a million years would have thought that I'd be saying that. I would echo that Carol. Um, You know, I felt the same way about my body and some days I still do, but I, I never placed a premium on looking fashionable and looking put together because I don't know if I thought it was vanity or something that I was aspiring to and was falling short at, but um, 
I've come to appreciate that, you know, no matter how we're shaped, whether we're tall and, you know, shaped like a model or the opposite, um, we can all look our best and there's are things that all of us can do to, to really feel better about the picture that we present to the world. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really, maybe that's a good place for me to jump in because that's really my story. When I met Beth was, um, I was sort of in the middle of this perimenopause weight gain and my body was betraying me. And all of a sudden, you know, the things that had worked for a long time weren't, and I was carrying around all this weight and saying, what the heck? And nothing, nothing fit. And I would stand in this closet and look around. And I literally, like if, if we had an opportunity to go out, I literally had one shirt, one like fancy going out top. And that was it. It's probably in every single picture. And, um, and one of the very first things that Beth said to me, which Suzanne, you alluded to as well, is you have to dress for the body that you're in right now. And you can't stare at this, this closet of clothes that don't fit. You need to have clothes that fit you right now. Even if you don't want to stay that size forever, you have to have options right now. And that was really life-changing for me. And so, yeah, I went out and I bought maybe a whole like three quarters of a new <laughs> wardrobe one by one. Um, but I learned it didn't matter. So everything was one size bigger, but it looked a hell of a lot better and it didn't matter. And I actually probably looked like I lost weight just because I was dressing better, even though I had to go up a size. And then of course, you know, go figure because Beth helped me feel so much better about myself that had the ripple effect of taking better care of myself and really dialing in my nutrition and my workouts. And then I went and lost that weight. <laughs> um, but I really think the style had a lot to do with that and just feeling better about myself. And and I know, I mean, Beth, maybe you can speak to this because I know so many people come to so many women are not feeling good about where their body is for whatever, whatever reason. And, um, and, you know, may feel like getting dressed is just a dreadful task because things aren't fitting the way they want them to. So do you want to add anything to that in terms of the stories you've heard from other people who talk about that? Well, I, I, cause I would say, cause my, you know, my sort of my de target demographic is the, you know, 45 and up. Um, woman. And so you, you've got the, the perimenopause, you've got menopause, you've got the belly, you know, this new weight in the belly. And, and I have had, have had so many women um, say to me, you know, I, especially back when I was doing one-on-one, -on -one, you know, I, I really want to work with you, Beth, but I need to lose 10 pounds first. You know, I, I'm, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to wait, I'm not going to, I don't, I'm not going to worry about fashion and feeling and looking good until I, you know, lose those 10 pounds. And, and I'm like, you know, to, to what Suzanne said, like, you, you want to live this life, you want to be awake in life. And part of that is, is experiencing life regardless of the 10 pounds, 20 pounds, whatever it is. I mean, I, I don't under my, underestimate how difficult that is to, to want to, change things, but you've got to live in the body you have right now. And, you know, that's just, it's so important. So important. Um, and it, and it can, and it can help. It really can help if you, if you feel good and, and you feel comfortable, if you find clothes that you feel comfortable in that you, that, that you feel beautiful in, you know, it has a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. It so. a thousand percent does. And, you know, in the podcast, 
I talk all about different habits that we can work on every single day. And the whole goal is to live our best day because how you live your day is how you live your life. And so to me, you know, this style and your relationship with style and your body, you know, they're all intertwined, but adding that on to your habits, you know, whether it's, you know, drinking water and exercising and stretching and taking your vitamins and meditating and getting outside and all these things that we're all really trying to do because we know they help us feel better getting dressed and investing in your style is a big part of that daily habit that really changes how you experience your day and or and you know one day adds on to the next adds on to the next and that really dictates how you're living your life and i just i want that message to come through so clear tonight through these stories of um how powerful it is your relationship to your your closet the clothes that you put on every day and how they make you feel and how important it is to take advantage of the resources that they're out there. And we talk about that on so many, in so many different domains, you know, there are professionals, we can't be a professional in every area. And yet there are other people who, who are professionals. So take advantage of them, let them teach you what they know so that we can all take advantage of that and just, you know, live our best life. That's the whole point of it. I, I think um, that uh, one thing that's incredibly helpful about seeing images not only of yourself but of other women and seeing comments that women make about themselves is to realize how incredibly distorted uh, our body images are and how we've been trained to think that where we're at now doesn't really count, that there's some future ideal we're never going to get to, and that this, is, this part somehow doesn't count. And the number of times, you know, women posted pictures where they looked lovely and they were like, you know, but I don't look good in this. And I, you, you know, something about particularly about size. Um, and and yet, you know, you think about women, you think of it as attractive and. You know, is it because they're thin? I mean, usually it's. It's not. It's because of something that they're projecting. And I had an experience years ago that really drove this home to me, which was that my daughter was in high school band. And I'm sitting in the auditorium for the band concert, and all of these girls in the band were wearing identical outfits a hideous long black skirt, a white shirt, a little, and a little tie and there might have been a really ugly vest involved too <laughs> so but they were and black tights they were dressed identically and there were dozens of them tall short thin fat acne good skin good hair bad hair and it was and they filed across the stage and some of them looked amazing and some of them didn't do you know what the single factor was that determined whether they looked amazing or not? How they care. posture. Yeah. Their posture. Yeah. Have I, yes. Have I told you this story before, Beth? Oh, oh no. <laughs> I, I, I told you I'm a psychologist. Yes. <laughs> no, you're a witch. <laughs> <laughs> that no, is it was their posture. So, the, so true. 
the the tall, you know, skinny girls with the long blonde hair and the clear skin, if they slunk across the the stage, they weren't attractive. You know, the short, heavy girls with the frizzy hair and the bad skin who, you know, had a presentation, they looked gorgeous. It's so true. And and, and, and I felt like standing up and shouting. Time. Don't spend the next 50 years worrying about this. <laughs> <laughs> right. And stand up straight. My mother, my mother was a big posture. Yes. Is, oh, it was about, it was but, about. Where does posture come from? It pro- and where does that, that's, that's confidence. It's you confidence. Know, and to what Amanda was saying, you put on the mascara, you put on the necklace, you know, your, your posture changes, your your body language changes, your mind changes. Um, it's small, but it's big. And especially now that we're living in, in this virtual world and a lot of us are on Zoom and you're staring at yourself, you know, I think it, you feel it, you know, on the days where you put in extra effort, you know, like take a shower, wash your hair, put on your makeup, you know. That's a lot. You feel it. You really feel it. You know, you look better and you feel better and you you just project a very different part of yourself um on those days um so ladies anything else we want to add to this conversation i i hope we were able to you know it's hard to put into words the magic of beth roy and b style but i think we did a pretty good job anything else that we would want to add for people listening tonight i i want to say something about um just briefly about shame because i think that there one of the reasons why um, Beth's group works so well is that um, shame and a lot of this body image stuff and, you know, fashions for other people, it's not for me, blah, 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 is sort of years and years of shame and everybody else knows and I don't know and everybody else looks good and I don't look, you know, this kind of stuff is shame. And, and the, the, the thing that is most helpful in breaking down shame is, um, is, is um, breaking down isolation. So like all of a sudden you are, even if only virtually, you're with other people who have these same thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then you think, well, I guess everybody thinks this way. So maybe it's really not so shameful. And um, I think that is a sort of powerful, um, subliminal message of, of what Beth is doing. I would agree. I would agree. Well, again, Suzanne, Amanda, and Beth, of course, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing our tales of transformation and Beth, your your tales of this this um, style company, a private Facebook group, and the massive impact that you've had on others. I I know I speak for every single person when I say that we are eternally grateful for you and the way you have changed our lives. So many many thanks to you and thanks to all of you for being here well, today. Thank you all. Thank you all. Really, you've just enriched my life beyond belief. Truly. So I'm I'm still kind of mad about the boots, though. (laughs) (laughs) 
Buy another leopard belt. But at least Suzanne. we got your colors right, right, Suzanne? I love the story about the colors and the makeup girl and at the mall. And when you, that's we'll, we'll share that story on the next episode. There you yeah, go. We can we can definitely be bring it back for a part two. Um, okay. So thank you again, everyone, for listening. I'll be back next week for another episode. Hope you'll join me and have a great day, everyone. Hello friends, it's Carol Perlman coming on to say hello and thank you so much for listening. I hope you've been enjoying these episodes as much as I've enjoyed creating them for you. I wanted to make sure you knew about a special program that is currently being offered on my website. If you go to www.healthy4lifebycarolperlman.com, you'll see more information about my current time management classes. If you follow me on social media, if you listen to my podcast, you know that I believe time management is behind almost every single one of your goals. And the more you can perfect your skills in time management, the more successful you're going to be in reaching your goals. I have created what I believe is a really outstanding class. I've been studying time management for years. I've been perfecting my own system and I've been teaching others for almost 15 years now. I created an online course, a 21-day habit formation course that is now available to you. They, quote unquote, they say it takes 21 days to create a new habit. And I find that that is often time the case. So go look on the website, healthyforlifebycarolperlman.com, and you will see current offerings. I have several different time management classes for specific audiences. But the general one is just the It's About Time, Time Management class. You'll see all the details there. You'll see the upcoming start date. And there's always the opportunity to buy the workbook and complete the course as a self-paced course and take it at your own speed. It's one exercise a day. All you need to commit is 10, maybe 15 minutes a day. Step by step, you will create new habits that last a lifetime for better time management. Check it out. And I hope to see you in one of the classes. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you loved today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.